Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. What neighborhood is this, Bobby? Uh, this is Halyard Park. Halyard Park. How was that convincing? <laughs> I, I, you convinced me. I don't know. It's, like, it's 8th and Walnut. So yeah, that's Halyard Park because okay. from like 5th, right? 5th Street West. Uh, don't ask me. I'm yeah, asking you. Halyard Park. Man. All right. It's Halyard Park. I'm going all in on Halyard Park. All right. That's where we're at this week on Urban Spelunking. Again, 8th and Walnut at the Alliance High School. This is a kind of a special edition of Urban Spelunking at on Milwaukee. You really, really got into this building's history going back to what? The uh, 18... Geeked out, man. Totally geeked yeah, up. Yeah, what, what, when was the building built? Uh, the building was built in 1914, but, but you know, the story... why, st- why start at the beginning? Right. <laughs> <laughs> when you could start at the before the beginning. So where should we start for this building? Of course, it was native land, but the first settler here to, you know, early Milwaukee and to buy that land was a guy called Quentin who came from Germany, and he was one of the 48ers, the sort of storied German revolutionaries that came to the United States uh, as sort of exiles after the failed 1848 German Revolution. So and, Milwaukee was the destination? Yeah, and interestingly, they, they sort of gave him some awards and things when he left, like honored him for his great service before he left. You know, everything but the revolutionary part, I guess. <laughs> so this was 1848. Uh, yeah, so he comes here in the early, he gets to Milwaukee in the early 1850s. He buys this land, big plot of land. And then he and his uh, family get involved in real estate, I think, because they've bought up these plots of land and then they're selling them off. And when he dies, part of that land becomes Quentin's Park, which is run by these guys who turn it into like an amusement park. And there were a couple of these scattered around Milwaukee, right? I know there was one on the north side. Yeah, and, um, and it wasn't necessarily like Ferris wheels. And, I mean, the Ferris wheel wasn't invented yet, but, you know, it wasn't necessarily that kind of stuff, but it was like pavilions where there was music and beer gardens yeah. and things like that. But then Schlitz buys it, and okay. it becomes Schlitz Park. And it's huh. the same thing. They have a band shell and a pavilion and a huge beer garden, and it becomes like the place to be. Okay. Um, and fountains there's like a, I saw. There's fountains, and there's like a lookout. But there's a high point in the in that area of land that became like a, called like a lookout hill. We had a great view of, over the city and everything. And then the city buys it from Schlitz and makes it a park, and they decide to name it in honor of Increase Lapham. So it becomes Lapham Park. And Increase Lapham, of course, he was a, a famous Wisconsin scientist. Yeah, he came here. Uh, Byron Kilborn brought him here uh, to help survey Kilborn Town. And so he did lots of surveying work, but he's also interested in geology and okay. all, all kinds of stuff. In 1914, they build the building that's there now, um, which was the Lapham Park Social Center. The Lapham Park Social Center, this, this, as you mentioned, it tied into this kind of national movement at the time, right? Yeah, to the sort of lighted schoolhouse movement, uh, it was dubbed. Um, and people thought that schoolhouses should be open all day and into the nighttime for neighborhoods to make use of. So MPS opened a bunch of schools at night and offered sewing classes and English classes for immigrants and just all kinds of things, cooking classes. It was decided that they needed a social center and Lapham Park was one of them. So what's there now? Uh, now it is the home to Alliance High School, which had started a while back um, at a building that down the street that is now home to Golda Meir's high school and middle school program. Yeah. And they moved into the building when another high school that had been there closed. So Alliance High School has this zero tolerance policy about bullying as part of their mission. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been so well respected that it's been written up in like Teen Vogue and I mean, national magazines yeah. and, and media have covered it. It's interesting that that had never been done in the country before. Where, where it seems odd that nobody thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's pretty amazing when you go there. The, the rapport that the teachers have with the kids is, is unlike you see in other schools. 
So the idea to to do a whole story about this building really came out of something that I would definitely expect you to be interested in. Oh, yeah. It was an underground tunnel that yes. got you interested in this building in the first place. Yep. Yep. Um, we're going to talk more about that, the, the tunnel underneath, and much more about the robust history of this building, Alliance High School at 8th and Walnut, next on Urban Spelunking. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. And we are back at Alliance High School at 8th and Walnut. As we mentioned, this has got a really deep Milwaukee history because um, it wasn't always a school. In fact, it used to be this community center. And what got you in the door in the first place was this tunnel. Yeah. I drive past there every day. And every day I'd see the building and I'd think, it looks vaguely like a school. But it's got very few windows. It almost looks like it could have been like some sort of industrial building or something too. You know, I've always wondered about it kind of. And I didn't realize until I pulled up to it when I went there, that the reason is that there used to be a, you know, the street used to go through there. North, South Street used to go through. Um, And so the front of the building faces west. So you actually have to go up and around to see the front of the building, which you can see the photos that it's much more elaborate than the side of the building, which looks like the front of the building. But has, you know, so what looks like the front now, because it faces where you can drive past, there's no entrance. There's, it just doesn't, you're like, what the heck's going on here? Um, and then I was at that tunnel that we talked about that time at uh, View School and Bradley Tech in Walker's oh, yeah. Point. And the engineer there was like, have you been to the tunnel between Alliance and Roosevelt Middle School? And I said, no, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't even know there was a tunnel there? Not initially, no. Yeah. And then when she told me that, I went uh, to MPS and I looked on the map, on the plans, and there it was. Yeah. There was the tunnel. Um, so th- there are other schools right around this site that this tunnel connects yeah, to? Yeah, th- so there is a tunnel that connects um, Roosevelt Middle School to the Alliance building. And what's interesting is they have an engineer um, who's basically the person that takes care of the building whose job is to take care of Elm Creative, which is just west of Alliance, Okay. Alliance, Roosevelt Middle School, which is just east of Alliance, and the MPS Warehouse, which is just east of Roosevelt Middle School. So this guy, this is a busy guy. Yeah, right. I was going to say. <laughs> uh, so the things. tunnel kind of helps him go. I, I, the tunnel does not go to to Elm, which is a newer building, but it goes to the between the two older buildings, I think because they probably often shared facilities. Sure. Yeah. So it wasn't for students like the the one here in Walker's Point was for students to no. cross under no. a busy street. This was more just uh, for just ease and for efficiency. Yeah, and it's a heating tunnel as well. Okay. So it would blow air between the two. Yeah. What's it like when you're in the tunnel and it's blowing air through? Is it, um, like- it, it wasn't when I was there. Okay. But there's a lot of pipes that connect through. I, so I think I get the feeling now that doesn't serve quite the same way like it's got utilities running through it but they're all like enclosed in pipes and things like that so you got to go in the tunnel i, I take did. it i have a video of that <laughs> perfect <laughs> what's the tunnel like is it is it like it's, spooky or is it a no not really a spooky respectable I mean, non-spooky yeah tunnel. it's yeah it's a i mean it's it's much like the other tunnels i've been in but because it gets used a lot yeah i mean the engineer still says she uses it every day to go between the buildings it's crazy <laughs> to think about, you know, that these things exist. This this little tunnel network was there, you know, and you'd never know. Yeah. And there was a street there that's not even there anymore. Right. And our designer at On Milwaukee did a really great um, photo fade between a photo from just after the building was built, the front of it, um, to how it looks now, which is really great. And you can see the original, how how beautiful it was originally. And now it's still, it's still pretty darn nice, but they stuck some... Uh, some additions on 
the front of it, so it's not quite as nice as it had been. But yeah, but you could still see like the uh, the main entrance doors. Yeah, exactly they, the same. The windows yep. are still there, and they saved all, when they when they put this new staircase addition on. They took off the ornamented the ornamental stuff around the door and put it on the new part. Oh, so okay. they did try to kind of bring that forward. Literally and figuratively. So, what else about the building? I, I mean, the it, it has all the things that a school would have now. Like the uh, the gym is the same as it was when yeah. it was a school. Previously. And the gym is a, a a really big chunk of the building. And I think because when it was built as a social center, you know, athletics and and that sort of thing were the was a big part of it. So that it really, the gym is a much bigger feature in this building than it is in a typical school. Um, and this ties into the Milwaukee Recreation Department was really established. That is the, yeah, the, the lighted schoolhouse movement and these social centers and the schools as social centers is the birth of the Milwaukee Rec Department. That's exactly where that comes from. I think for... And it's the same because even now they do these classes. You can do a sewing class, you can do a cooking class, you can do language classes in MPS schools. It's this, this It's still there. So when you get that little uh, Milwaukee Recreation Guide in the mail, this, it came yesterday. Yeah, it did. I saw it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that. And and this is really the like the birthplace or the this is the roots of that. This is it. Yeah, exactly. That's really interesting. Yeah. What makes the building stand out? You know, from like an architecture perspective. Um, it's got that beautiful gym, which has a which has a nice balcony around it, which is oh, pretty yeah, great. Those are cool. Um, it still has all its original woodwork and stuff. You can see where the kitchen was. What's interesting? There's a room that used to be some sort of um, office kind of room and each of the drawers there's these built-in cabinets and each of the drawers when you pull out the drawers on the bottom of the drawer on the inside somebody wrote the name of a sport in pencil <laughs> so like there's a baseball drawer there's a softball drawer there's a basketball drawer it's very strange wouldn't you kind of know the the drawer's contents already by the time you well plus wouldn't there be things in the drawer right. covering the, the word um but there's it's also yeah there's also a couple of Closets, the things that are now closets that were once ticket booths. Oh, cool. Like outside the gym, so that if you were going to go into the gym for, say, if they're staging a play or something, or, you know, they might, maybe they sold tickets. Um, and then there's a plaque for uh, this guy who was one of the, uh, he was the guy that ran the center for decades. And it's just got this greatest description of it, calls him like the manliest of men. I saw that, <laughs> right? Well, because he was, he was really well respected, right? The Yeah, he had been at uh, Golden Air School. What's his name? So his name was Robert Witt, and he had been an assistant principal at Golda, um, and he was one of the people in the schools at the school level that really embraced the lighted schoolhouse idea. So when they built the social center, he was sort of an obvious person to run it. Um, And he ran it for a while and was apparently beloved by everyone and was one of the manliest of men. (laughs) Right? Yeah. And that's – and there's there's kind of a monument like this three-panel – Metal inscription, is that still in the building? Yeah, that's still in the building. And what's interesting is um, when I asked a teacher who works there if she could show me around, she told me about this plaque. She's like, you got you to gotta look into this plaque because we want to know what's more about this plaque. Um, and that's how I did look more into it. And that's how I found out he was sort of this key figure in the birth of this social center movement. Hmm. Well, lots and lots of history in this story. As, as we mentioned, uh, the building was built in 1914, but the story really goes back to 1848 and even a little before that. Sure, right. So, And it's still going now. Yeah, so tons to explore in a special edition of Urban Spelunking. We've got a link to that at radiomilwaukee.org. And you can uh, subscribe to all of 889's podcasts right there on that page as well. Podcasts in 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted sonic inspiration from the License Lab with support from On Milwaukee and, of course, your membership. Again, you can subscribe to this podcast and all of 889's podcasts right here at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts. On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo. Thank you. Go ahead. Thanks, Nate. <laughs> <laughs>